Hello and welcome back to the lecture series with Reb T, which we try to do in a bi-weekly format. Thank you so much for joining us again. And again, you can hear us anytime on the podcast forums. Look up the lecture series with Reb T, Google, iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Tonight's lecture is called The Fame of a Good Name. Sources are from Safari unless noted otherwise. Look out for the points to carry over the PTCs, which are bold, underlined, and italicized. If you're joining us in audio land on the phone call, you could always go to Sheer Enjoyment afterwards to find the sources that we went through together. All Shiurim are on sheerenjoyment.com slash shiurim slash shiurim dash reb dash t. A big shout out to Jake W. for all his amazing work on Sheer Enjoyment, the wonderful website. The lecture series with Reb T, which we're talking tonight. The PAL with Reb T, the Pirke Avos Lessons, the Pirke Avos Learning and OT Talk Show. And now we're going to add in the Parsha Show, the Audio DT with Reb T are on now on all podcast forums. So we have a couple of podcasts, something for everyone. So go check them out if you're interested. A lot of the shows are audio bursts. The lecture is around an hour. The partial shows around a half hour, more or less. Blinado, the PAL, and the OT show are usually around 10 minutes. And the, the DAF show is usually around five minutes or so. So there's usually something for everyone. Spread word. We're happy for everyone to listen to anything that could help you. Again, I'm not a rabbi. Just trying to use the passion for audio and radio in any way we can. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at rebt at sheerenjoyment.com. This show, tonight's sheer lecture, is for the Rafua Shalema, that they should get well, they should feel well. Hashem, God should let them feel better. For Livia Margolit Bat Ilana Devorah. Shlomo ben Sarah Dina, Yehoshua Matisyahu ben Sarah Rivka, and for anyone sick and needing a Yeshua or a Rafua, some help, anything that they could do, anything they could get, Hashem should allow them to feel better. It also is for the Zuchos of the Eloi Neshama, Le'iloi Nishmas, Gito Miriam Bas Basha, and Le'iloi Nishmas Chanabat Matisyahu. So when we're talking the fame of a good name, what does it really mean to have a good name? What does that mean? What comes to mind when you hear the idea of someone having a good name? How do we define what is encompassed in the concept of a good name? To me, this idea is that of a reputation, one that is sterling and fine in quality and appearance that you build up and work on over the years of your entire life. A person is hopefully given 120 years on this earth to make a difference, to be a good influence, and to help those around them. We should want and try to be a person that spreads good, that spreads cheer and spreads warmth in the world. She is such a good person. She has such a good heart. He has such a good heart. A heart of gold is such a generous and giving person. This person does so much in their lives, has done so much already in their lives, is what they should say about each and every one of us. We should want it to be and need it to be that when we hear a person's name, we think, Oh, that Yankel Schmerl, he is such a good guy. He's such a pillar of help for those around him. That Sprinza Schmerkla, she is such a giver to everyone. 
That is what should be said of everyone around us, especially what people say and think about each and every one of us. We want it to be and need it to be that that's what is said about others and especially is what is said about us. After 120 years, what will be the legacy that we leave behind for those after us and for the world that remains behind when we leave? What will be our contributions? Will Will we be seen as someone that accomplished so much and was seen as someone that was larger than life? I personally think of all the people we lost over the years, especially recently, like Rabbi Feinstein, Rabbi Sachs, Zetzal, and so many other people, unfortunately, we've lost, especially during these crazy times, and how they were eulogized, what they contributed, how much they did, how, in fact, they really seemed larger than life. Sometimes we're blown away by how much a person accomplished great leaders, but even the laymen amongst us, even the regular Bali Bantam, which is most of us regular people, not average, but quote-unquote average in our lives, going about our daily business. But who's to say we can't accomplish so much as well? What stops us from doing so much in this world? It needs to be that when our name is heard, it is synonymous with doing good and being an essence of light, giving, and support for others. We only have 120 years, hopefully. We should be zochet to all have 120 years to do good and to leave a legacy, a good name, a sterling reputation after us. For me, it brings to mind the idea of Kohalas Rabba. We mentioned this in a lecture before, where it points out that it was taught in the name of Rabbi Meir. When one comes into the world, his hands are clenched. He's... Hands are in fists. Look at a newborn baby the second they come out. Their hands are grasped tight, shut, screaming, coming into the world, saying as if to say the whole world is mine and I will inherit it. When one takes leave of the world, his hands are open. His hands are not able to clench anymore as if to say, I can't take anything with me. I have not taken from this world a single thing. All that we can take, quote-unquote, with us after 120 years is that which we give in this world. We take with us our good deeds, a good name, and that's all that really stays with us after 120 years. They say that the only thing you really own is that which you give away, especially related to money. It is said that our possessions... And our money should be seen as if we were an executor of a will, a lawyer, or an attorney of the estate. Would we ever be sad if we gave away money and possessions or a possession of an estate that was never really ours? Absolutely not. We're just executing someone else's things, someone else's will. It's not our money. It's not our car. It's not our house. We were just appointed over the estate. That's how we should live and view our life. Hashem gives us possessions. Hashem gives us money determined all the way back in Rosh Hashanah of every year. 
He makes us the executor of the estate entrusted to us from Hashem to use in different areas. So should we ever be sad to give away money or things that aren't really ours to begin with as they're really Hashem's? Absolutely not. If we could focus and keep the mindset and realize the money we have is not really ours. We're just entrusted with X amount of money. So you're a therapist, so you're a teacher, so you're a businessman, you're a lawyer, and Hashem portions to you that you're going to make 80 grand for the year. You're going to make 100 grand for the year. That's the money Hashem entrusts to you to use throughout your year, hopefully to do good with. Are you going to use that 100 grand to buy a villa in the middle of Costa Rica that has no benefit to anyone in mankind and it's just a literal materialistic possession? Or are you going to take that 100 grand, use it for tuition, use it to take care of your house and your kids' needs, and then use it to give tzedakah, to do chesed, to support those around you? You are the executor of your own estate. You are the one in charge, your attorney, quote-unquote, of the money, the time, the resources you're given for 120 years. What you take with you is what you really give away. The life you have, the money you have, the time you have, what are you doing with it? Are you executing the money, the time, the resources you have in the right way? If you were the executor of a will, of an estate, you would make sure that every single thing was taken care of. Every dollar was apportioned properly. You would make sure that everything was given to the right person in the right way, in the right place. You would dot all your I's. You would underline wherever you needed to. You would make sure it was legal, signed, and done. Why not in your own life? Allah has come of a come, a come so much more so in our own life. We have to think in that way. The way to get the good name is to live in such a way. To think in such a way that we have X amount of time in our lives, in our months, in our days, in our hours. We have X amount of money in our pocket. And we have to use it in the right way to give it in the right way to make sure that it's productive in the right way. Because what you give away is what really belongs to you after 120 years. Pirkei Avos teaches us in Perak Dal and Mishnah Aleph, one of my favorite Mishnahs in the whole Pirkei Avos. Ben Zoma teaches us many things. He asks us who is smart and who is rich. And who is a strong person? Who is really rich? Ezehu Ashir Hasameach Bechelko. Who is really rich? Someone who is happy, content with his lot. It's not someone that's trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's not someone that keeps on, on chasing the next dollar, the next stock, the next investment. Or always looking to the others and looking to everything around you. You look inwardly. You look at what Hashem gave you in your life. And you're happy with what you have. Not that you're just, you know, I came to terms with it. No, that you're actually happy with exactly what you have. Realizing we were given a lot to preside over and a portion from Hashem. Be happy with what you were given. Understand what to do with your time, with your resources, with your possessions, and with your money. The only thing we really own is that which we do and that which we give away. The mitzvos, the tzedakah, the chesed, and the Torah learning we do. One of my rabbis in yeshiva in Israel, I went to yeshiva for Israel two years to raise in Beit Shemesh, a wonderful, wonderful yeshiva. He used to ask us in a Musr Shir, in a Musr Shmuz, where we talk introspection, trying to get us to understand what we're doing every week. It would be a wonderful, wonderful lecture. He would say to us, what are people going to say about you after 120 years? What will be written on your tombstone? 
What will they say about you at your eulogy? Are they going to talk about how much money you had? Are they going to talk about how big your house was? What kind of car you drove? Absolutely not. Nobody cares about that. At the end of the day, it's heavy, it's fleeting, it's materialistic, and it's not important. People talk about what type of father he was or she was for a mother. What type of husband he was or what type of wife she was. What he did for the community or she did for the world, for others. If he was generous and good-hearted. Had a heart of gold, always gave, always did, would literally give the shirt off his back. This is the kind of a good name we need to have, must try to acquire. We need to use our time wisely in this world. We're only a blip in existence in the history of the world. Our 120 years are nothing if we make nothing of it, the tiny amount of time we have to begin with. We need to make a difference, to make an impact and leave a lasting impression on the world. A saying I like to live by, I have no idea where it comes from, couldn't find it really, is to leave the world better than you found it. Leave the world a better place than you found it. And the world is better for having you in it. And ensure that the world is better for having known you. You are the only person that will ever exist. There was never anyone like you. There never is right now anyone like you. And there never will be someone like you. If my name is Yonko Shmerl, there's no other Yonko Shmerl on earth right now. Even if a person has a brother or cousin, it's not the exact you. There never was a Yonko Shmerl exactly like you. And never will be. There never will be another Yonko Shmerl like you. So what kind of a good name are you going to have for yourself? You're the only Yonko Shmerl ever. What are you going to do? How are you going to be the best Yonko Shmerl? You know, after 120 years, one of the questions besides for did you set a time for Torah? Did you try to have children? Did you do everything in honest business dealings, in honest ways? And did you, did you seek Mashiach? Did you wait for Mashiach? One of the things they ask you, was, were you the best ex that you could have been, whatever your name was? Were you the best Yankel Shmerl you could have been? This is what you could have done. We don't want them to say that to us. They want, we want them to say to us, this is exactly what you should have done, and this is exactly what you did. Someone who doesn't live up to their potential is such a time wasted, is such a life wasted, God forbid. Someone that chases after money, after fame, after honor is such a waste. All that years, all that time could have been so better used. We need to realize that when we are thought of, when the time we had in this world is analyzed, it is obvious and evident that the person did much good, so much good, and so many wonderful things were accomplished. Our name and reputation should and must be synonymous with doing good, with helping people, ensuring a legacy of good, and good things living on after us aside from children and family. The Talmud teaches that man has three friends on whose company he relies. The first one is wealth, which goes with him only while good fortune lasts. So it's not really a good friend. We talk a whole lecture about friendship. Go see the wonderful aspects of friendship. Not for now, but understand that this is not a real friend wealth. Wealth is fleeting. It comes and goes. I always say to my wife and many other people, money comes and money goes. But true memories, true happiness is what's really important. So I rack up a little bit. We have a little bit of debt. Everybody has a little bit of debt. God willing, we pay it off. 
hopefully in a timely manner without getting charged. But don't worry so much about this and that. Don't worry so much about this and that. Especially if you're doing things for chassid, you're doing things for mitzvahs, you're doing things to help others, Hashem will get you back. Hashem has your back. Of course, I'm not telling you to go spend $300,000 on chesed, but a little bit here, a little bit there, trying to do good things for your wife, for your kids, it's not going to bite you. It's not going to come back to you. If you're doing it with good intentions, pure intentions, you're doing things good for your wife, your kids, mitzvahs, Torah, and chesed, Hashem will take care of you. That's emunah and bitachon. Hashem will make sure it's getting back to you, especially if it's related to Shabbos or mitzvahs or, or Yom Tov, even some say tuition, it'll come back to you. Wealth comes and goes. Understand, it only goes with you a certain way. Second, the second friend that company a person relies is the relatives, the family. But they only go as far as the grave. They leave him there. It's a very sobering, terribly sad thing to see. Lowell when someone has to bury a relative, we should never know from such things. Mashiach should come today, tomorrow, and we should never know from such things. But we realize we bury the person and they're left there in the ground. Of course, their soul lives on. We, of course, we pine away from Mashiach and Tachiyat and when they come back to us. But we have to leave them there so they could go on to the next journey. So that friend doesn't go with you even few, further than the ground. The third friend... His good deeds, the Talmud explains, that's what goes with him beyond the grave. The good deeds accompany you. It's like your autopilot. It's like your co-pilot as you're going to the next world. They speak for you. They advocate for you. They defend you. They speak up for you. They come with you and they're like your defendants when you're on trial in front of Hashem. Talking about your 120 years, all the sins you did are your the accusers, the, the prosecuting angels, they say, and all your mitzvahs are your defending, the defending attorneys. You want to have a lot more defendants than prosecutors. So more mitzvahs, more chesed, more Torah that goes with you beyond the grave is what we want to get in order to get that good name. If only good deeds go with us, why do we waste so much time on accumulating frivolities and materialistic things? What a tasteless pursuit. We're told that one who pursues $100,000, money, rubles, whatever, will pursue 200000 The verse tells us in Kohelis, in 5.9, Ohev kesev lo yispa kesev. Umi ohev behamon lo sevua gam zehavel. A lover of money never has his fill of money. Nor a lover of wealth ever will have his fill of income. That is so futile. The key phrase being in this Pasuk, Oev Kesev, Lo Yispa Kesev. And we see this so often, so often throughout our brief journey on this earth. The people that seek fame, they seek power, they seek money. They're never satisfied when they're seeking it for themselves, when they're egotistical and they're arrogant. One who loves money, if you really love money, you will never be satiated with money. You will keep trying to accumulate more. You never really will be satiated. Material things can never really satisfy you, and they can never come with you at the end. I don't care how big your house is, how big your car is, and that's not coming with you. The, the bank will eat it up. Your children and your, your so-called friends will just take it with them and ride away in the sunset. God forbid if you don't have a good relationship or the like. But those things don't come with you to the grave. Those things are hevel. Shlomo HaMelech, the wisest of all men, says so many things. Gamze Havel, Hakol Havel, besides for Torah. 
mitzvos, chesed, and sedaka that can really state and save your soul and come with you at the end of life. The Talmud also teaches there are three names that are given to a man. One name is given to him by his parents. Another name is given to him by the world. And the third name is given to him by his works. What does it mean, his works? The things that he does in this world, the actions, the deeds, the works that he does in this world, the one which is written in the immortal book of his fate, those things that he did in this world. Which of these three names is the best? Shlomo HaMelech teaches us the wisest of all men when he says a good name is better than the sweetest oil. And we're going to look at that in a second. The best thing to get and take in this life is a good name. Nothing else can come with us. Nothing else stays with us. A good name can be acquired in many ways, with being involved with even simple things, such as how we relate to others. Pirke Avos, we have a whole show about this. I urge you to join us on our wonderful journey on the PAL, the Pirke Avos Lessons. We're in Season 4 now. So we go through each Mishnah a day, Blineder, and we, we, we talk how wonderful the morals and the ethics the sages gave us are to guide us and to go about our life. Shammai Omer in Parak Aleph Mishnah Tetvav in the beginning of the six chapters, right in the middle of the first chapter, really towards the end of the first chapter, Asei Torah Chakeva, Shammai says. Make your study of Torah a fixed practice. That's what really needs to be the crucial element of your day. That really needs to be the crucial element of your life. And more, the key phrase that we mentioned on the Parsha show the other week, the audio DT with Reb T, now on all podcast forums along with the PAL. And more, that is the key thing to be a part of the the Abrahamic relevance and the Abrahamic legacy left to us. Saying little, but doing a lot. I know... That if I call your Uncle Shmerel and I need his help in a meal train, he's not just going to give me a little piece of meat. He's going to give me meat. He's going to give me broccoli. He's going to give me a drink. He's going to give me dessert. That's a type of person that does a little and that says a little but does a lot. Going above and beyond. hadin, Going above and beyond the letter of the law. I know you're supposed to give a tenth to tzedakah, but go a little bit more. Give a ninth to tzedakah. No one ever was hurt by doing a little more, by being a little more beneficent to other people, giving a little more of themselves to others. Saying little and doing much the opposite of Ephron Achiti from last week's Parsha, who was so greedy that didn't even agree to the terms that his people originally heard about, we have to be emor ma'at sehar bay. Speaking little but doing much. A person like that, you know you could rely on, you know you could call on them, and they're going to go above and beyond. That's a person that has a good name. I asked my friend Shmeryl Merrill to come over, and, and not only does he come over, I asked him for help for five minutes. He stayed for an hour. He made sure I got through every single aspect of the difficult topics I was studying. He made sure to bring me dinner. He brought a drink. He wanted to make sure that I really understood everything and I wanted to be calm. He made sure that I ate, was, I ate and was well-fed. That's someone that goes above and beyond. That's a pristine person. Not only did he come, but he made sure to help me spiritually and materialistically at the same time. Making sure I was well-fed spiritually, getting through the difficult Torah topic or whatever, and also making sure that I was fed, and he made sure he went above and beyond. I'm kind of going to come over for five minutes. I might bring a pretzel. No, he did much more than that. He gave me a full meal and a full hour of his time in his very busy day. You must receive everyone 
with a pleasant countenance, if we are kind to those we meet, we talk nicely to those around us, we give of our time and money to help others, we acquire a wonderful name for ourselves and use our time wisely and properly. Perkevos also teaches us in Gimel Yudbet, Rabbi Shmuel Omer have a kalarosh, be supplying to superior. Venoach letishchor is submissive under compulsory service. Venimekabal called adamisimcha, not just a pleasant appearance, but actual happiness receiving every person. I've talked about this a lot on all of my shows. But I believe with a true belief, animamin, we say about the 13 principles. But if we believe many things, we could say animamin bemuna shalema. I believe with a full belief, if we could all love one another with baseless love to counteract the sinavchina, which destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, maybe we would be zocha to bring the new Beit HaMikdash speed in our days. The Gemara teaches in every generation that the Beit HaMikdash was not rebuilt. It says, if it was destroyed anew in our generation, in our times. If the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed because of sinavchina, that means by definition, we have not solved that problem yet. And it's almost as if the generation that we live in now destroyed it again, God forbid. By having sinachin, there's too much baseless hatred. People hate each other based on nonsense and based on actions, based on views, politics, whatever. If you understood that under the fact we're all Salam Elohim, we're all divine beings, and understood that we can dismiss each other based on actions and disagree based on viewpoints, but don't hate the person. Don't hate the person. You can disagree and you could not agree with their actions. Even people that have addictions, afflictions, or mental health conditions, or any type of disease disorder under the sun, any negative trait, any bad habit, don't hate the person. Try to understand the person. Try to help the person. Understand a person is not all black or all white, meaning all bad sins or all pristine. It's really areas of the shade of gray, or there's a lot of black and a lot, a lot, a lot of white. People have misconceptions, not understanding people, not looking at people the right way. People could be 99% amazing, but they did one bad action, and that's how they're defined, which is such a terrible way to label someone. You're really judging a book by its cover only by the wrong cover, a ripped cover, a cover that doesn't make sense, a cover that you're not understanding. You're reading the cliff notes to the cliff notes to the cliff notes without understanding the full person. Understand how to receive every person happily. Love every person. You don't have to agree with all their actions, but Aaron Cohen knew how to love and accept every person. A sinner would see Aaron and say, how could I be a sinner if Aaron is befriending me? I must be better. Halavai, how much more so we should try on some tiny level to be like Aaron. If we could receive every person happily, we could understand and love every person. Maybe we could finally bring the world to a place where we would deserve the Mashiach and the Beit HaMikdash speedily in our days. We have to understand how to relate to others. Having joy in our faces and with others, it could be an easy method to imbue good around us and acquire a good name. A rabbi once said, your face is a Rashus Harabim, a public domain to make sure to have a cheerful face. Don't have that resting witch face, that resting mean face that I unfortunately see so often in society. Going to work, going on the train, going about my business, walking around town, so often I see it and it's so sad that people have a resting mean face. It causes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Did you know that? There are more muscles involved in frowning. It's more difficult, technically, using more musculature in the face to frown than it is to happy. Why would you do that? 
It takes more energy to be angry, mean, and and just have a wicked disposition than to be happy and cheerful. Be perpetually happy, Pirkei tells us, on your face to affect those around you in a cheerful manner. This is a simple way to achieve a good name. Because Mishlei teaches us, again, from the wonderful Shlomo HaMelech, Nivchar Sheme Osharav. Repute is preferable to great wealth. Grace is better than silver and gold. A good name is more precious and valuable than all the money in the world. We will never take our money with us. We will never get back the time spent trying to make that money either. So use your time wisely to acquire that good name in the right ways. The Mishnah Perkeles tells us also in Dalit Yud Gimel, Rabbi Shimon Over, Omer, a very famous Mishnah, Shlosha Kitaram Haim. We've mentioned this Mishnah before. Three crowns exist in life Keter Torah, the Keter Kahuna, the Keter Malchus. There are three basic crowns the crown of Torah, the crown of priesthood, the Kohanim, the Keter Malchus, and the crown of royalty, like David Amelach and Shlomo Melch and the, and the Ben David legacy. But Keter Shemtov, there's actually a fourth crown. What is the best crown to have? Keter Shem Tov Ole Al Gabehem. The crown of a good name supersedes all of them. More than royalty. More than priesthood. More than Torah itself. The crown of Torah itself. The greatest crown to have is Keser Shem Tov. The good name. They always talk about in elementary school, high sir, who's going to get the Cat to Shame Tov Award? But the idea behind it is great. The idea of who really acquires a good name for themselves, who really has it when you hear their name, you say, this is a good student. This is a good kid. And in life, who is that person? We could say, this is a good person. I know he's not perfect. I know he struggles with a lot of things. But fundamentally, he is a good person. She is a good person. Because a good name is better even than priesthood and royalty. A good name is the best crown of all to have. This is what we should strive for and try for. To achieve in our own life, a short life on this earth through impacting and helping others through Torah and mitzvahs. The Mishnah again in Pirkei Elvis tells us in Bet Zion, telling you Pirkei Elvis is a gold mine, join us on the wonderful journey. In Bet Zion it explains to us, Kana Shem Tov, Kana La'atzmo, Kana Lodivre Torah, Kana Lochaye Ha'olam Haba. If one acquires a good name, he has acquired something for himself. If one acquires from himself knowledge of Torah, he has acquired life in the world to come. Getting that good name, working towards that good name, acquiring that great name is the real best acquisition of your entire life, of one's entire lifetime that comes through diligent work, through hard work. Lefum Sara Agra, Pirkevus explains to us, Torah and mitzvahs is through hard work. Using the right channels through the Torah way of life embedded in good acts of mitzvahs, to help the world and to help those around us. Perkevus also tells us in Aleph Yud Gimel, Who are you, Omer Negid Shema Avad Shemei? O Dolo Mosif Yosef, O Dolo Yalef Ketela Chayav, O Deishtamash Besaga Chalaf. One who makes his name great causes his name to be destroyed. One who does not add to his knowledge causes it to cease. One who doesn't study Torah deserves death. One who makes use of the crown in the wrong way will pass away. We need to make sure to acquire that good name in the right way for the right reasons.
We see we need to do as much as we can to acquire a good name for ourselves with doing good in this world, spreading sanctification of Hashem's name. If we live a life full of doing for others, doing Torah, doing mitzvot, doing chesed, and doing good for the world, we can indeed acquire such a name and such a reputation for ourselves, God willing, in Mirza Hashem. So let's look at some further sources of the acquisition, the idea of finding and acquiring a good name. Kohalas tells us from Shlomo HaMelech, Tom, Tov Shem, Mishem and Tov. Such a beautiful alliteration, how he takes those words and spins it. A good name is better than fragrant oil. The good name is the best thing to get in your entire life. Rashi points out, better a good name than precious oil on Kohalas, because oil runs down, but a good name rises to the top. Precious oil is temporary, but a fine reputation is forever. A fine reputation spreads throughout the entire world. Mishlei teaches to us, The effect of humility is the fear of the Lord, wealth, honor, and life. Real honor takes a lot of work. You can't run after honor. You do good things, you do mitzvahs, you do chesed, Hashem will get it to you. But don't run after the honor. Rabbeinu Yonah, who we're now working with, taking us through the wonderful journey of the PAL, Perkei Avos Lessons, in Season 4. He says later on, right now we're in the middle of Chapter 3, but in Chapter 4 he talks about the good name. He talks about with what is there a good name to a man if not because he is occupied in Torah study and fulfills the commandments. It's said a good name is better than good oil. One who is crowned by a good name, even if he stands in this corner, even if he's shooed away in his own Dalinamos, his reputation bursts forth from one end of the world to the other. The good name is more significant than the good oil. The day of death is more significant than the day of his birth. For someone who departs with a good name is a real acquisition, real, leaves something real behind besides for his family, his children, and his spouse. We should never know from losing anyone, but that good name is something to leave behind. When he leaves with a good name from the world, it's fitting that his neighbors and friends will rejoice for him, rejoice over the wonderful life he or she had and lived on this world. That's the first point to carry over. A good name is something that can be worked on, something that can be achieved throughout one's life through doing good. Rus Rabba points out that Al-Eli Melach, you know, he, he, he left the plains of, of Israel, he went to the plains of Moab, they, the, the Chachamim fought him for that and, that, and some say maybe on some level that's why him or the children didn't make it. But in general, they're talking that everyone is going to die. Everyone is going to death. It should be after 120 years for all of us. And Mashiach and the Beit HaMikdash should come before that. But it is praiseworthy for a man who goes out of the world with a good name. Look at all the people in Tanakh, in the Torah, Nevim, Ksuvim, throughout the Gemara, throughout the sages, throughout the years. Look at who the people made such an impact that we read their stories and they were flabbergasted at the good name that they had. We should try on a minute level to try to live up to those names as much as we can. David Amalekh points out in Tehillim, a good name, the same good name that was theirs in their youth is what we should have throughout their lifetime, throughout our lifetime until the end of our life. The Targum Yonasim points out, you attain a good name for yourself, it should be unto the ages for our life, and it should spread that we're doing good and being involved in good. 
Targum Yonason also points out on Shemos with a good name, Bitsala. Why was Bitsala chosen at only 13 years old? He was a youth. He had a good name. He was from the tribe of Yehuda. The crown of a good name, the Targus Yonah points out, possesses by good works and by humility. The best thing that was said about Moshe Rabbeinu, there could have been a hundred things said, but that he was the most humble person on the face of the earth. He was an Eved Hashem, the main description of him, someone that was a servant, worked for Hashem, and was truly humble. Aramaic Targum to the Shir Hashirim, another beautiful work by Shlomo Melch. The good name of your righteous ones is more fragrant than all spices. The good name is better than spice, better than money, better than anything in this world you could acquire through your, for yourself through Torah and mitzvos. Brachos points out, the Gemara Brachos points out, Rabbi Yochanan, after talking about the book of Eov, a very difficult book, a lot of tribulations for this character, whether he was alive or a metaphor. In general, very difficult things to read about, to, to see. But he talks about when someone has a good name, grew up with a good name, who took leave of the world with a good name, such a person lived his life fully. It's so hard for us to see people that were taken in a young age, when they're early on in their life, when they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, any age that's before what we consider a ripe old age is difficult to see. Of course, anyone at any age is difficult for us to see leave us. But if we knew that a person used their days, used their years, Yemei Shinot Shana, the days of the years of his life, they used it every day to the fullest, and they used it in the service of Hashem to Torah Mitzvah, then we can have a little bit of Nechama, a little bit of consolation that they use their life in the right way. That's why it talks about by Avram and Sarah and the Avos, the Yemei. It didn't just say Shinot Shana, it says Yamim. Why does it say Yamim? Because they made sure, I think Rashi points out, or one of the sages point out, because they made sure that every day was lived to its fullest. Every day was used in the right way. That person lives his life fully. The next point to carry over is that a good name can be worked on and achieved through doing good deeds in mitzvos in this world. The Medrash Tenchuma points out in Vayako some fascinating things. Every time a man increases the number of good deeds he performs, he adds to his good name. The more mitzvos, the more chesed, the more Torah a person performs, it adds to his character, adds to his reputation, adds to his good name. Because we know, we talked before, a man is known by three names. The name his father and mother gives him, the name that other people call him, and the one he earns for himself. The most important name for a person is the one that he earns for himself. We see this by Bitsala. At 13 years old, he was granted the privilege of building the, the Mishkan because he had earned a good name so early in his life. Because that's better than riches. It's better than gold. It's better than anything in this world. Why is a good name better than precious oil? The the source goes on to say, Medrash Tanchuma in Vayaka, why is it better than oil? Because when a man is born, no one knows what he will become. But when he leaves this world with a good name, good deeds become abundant because of him. They attend and they perform deeds of charity, they extol him, and they say how righteous was he, how wholeheartedly he fulfilled the law, the Torah, the mitzvahs. May he stay with the righteous and sleep with the righteous and be with the righteous under Tachat Kanfei Hashchina, under the wings of the glory of Hashem. A good name is better than oil, not just wine or honey, 
Because you pour oil, it rises and floats to the surface. Other fluids might mix and go to the bottom. This is happened, what happens with a person that has a good name. He rises to a new level in his community, in, in his community, in his life. A good name, the Medrash goes on to explain in Vayakal, a good name increases among people while precious oil descends. A good name arises, floats to the top goes to the top is pristine and is pure you see that good person rising up amongst all the dredges in society and in the world especially nowadays a good name is everlasting and it the medrash also goes on to say a good name may be attained by poor and rich alike that's why it's such a wonderful thing anyone can attain it anyone can acquire it anyone can grab it and the good name adheres not only to the living but to the dead a good name can be possessed by a deceased person. It doesn't deteriorate. It does not float away. The good name is not consumed when it falls into fire. A good name stays forever. The owner of a good name can enter a place of death and come out alive. A good name is better than precious oil. Like Bitsala's good name was more helpful to him than anointing oil for the sons of Aaron. Hashem called him by his name, B'Tzalel. We too should try to get that good name as much as we can. The point to carry over being, anyone can attain a good name. And it could last forever, even throughout generations, without diminishing over time. The Medrash Mishle points out about Esther. She had a very difficult situation. She had to come save the jewelry. She had to live with and be with this this monstrous of a husband. A lot of people fault Haman, but don't fault Ahasuerus enough. And not, it wasn't like he was an unwilling pawn who didn't have his mind about him. He hated the Jews as much as Haman. The Gemara points out in Megillah, he wanted them eradicated. He wanted them destroyed. But Esther had to rise up and she had to stay with this dredge of a person. However, we can't judge him, of course, but she had to be in this dread, dreadful situation. But she made sure to stand up and 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 seize the day. The good name she acquired in this world and the world to come, that's what stays forever because all the holidays, Medrash Mishle points out, are probably going to be nullified in the future. But the days of Purim will not be nullified. And we're going to look at, at that again in a little bit. Mivchara Paninim points out, a good name is the most noble pedigree, the most noble thing to gain. To gain. Obtaining a good name, that's a good thing to get even after death. Chovos Halvovos points out, you got to establish a good name for yourself, for Hashem, by being involved in Torah, Chesed, and Mitzvot. Rashi points out in Shmuel, bet, a good name for Yisrael is when they're involved in Chesed, excuse me, especially for people that would be difficult to do Chesed for, especially for someone that could be considered an enemy. They buried those of Edom, even though they were killed and they were in a war. That shows... A Kiddush Hashem, that shows they're showing respect for the dead, even of people that could be considered enemies. The Rambam points out in Pirkei Avos, the crown of a good name comes from the Torah, meaning to say it's knowledge and it's practice through doing the Torah, through being involved in the Torah as your guidebook, through doing the mitzvot and chesed, that's how to get a truly good name. Rabbeinu Yonah points out, we talked about a few weeks ago, one who has acquired a good name in Pirkei Avos has acquired for himself the good name for himself, he will not leave to others because it's on that person, on himself, that he was involved in all of these different things. Sefer Agarim points out, a good name is better than precious oil. The meaning is a good name acquired by good qualities 
is better than good oil, for a good name is heard much farther away than extends even the odor of good oil. The point to carry over being a good name may take a lot of work, may take a lot of time, but it's something that may be one of the best, most important endeavors to take in your life, to take upon yourself day by day. The Sefer Kham also points out the ground of a good name resulting from their good deeds stands above their heads, confers upon these people who do good and are involved in Torah mitzvahs and chesed, rests upon the privilege of enjoying the splendor of the Shekhinah. The Keter Yitzchak points out that the good name is the ultimate and ultimate achievement to have in this world. And the Kavayasha points out the good name on this very famous phrase, better than fine oil, he will pass from the world with a good name after 120 years. He will also enjoy good fortune in the world to come. The, the, the principle and the ability to enjoy that principle, Gemil Chassad, we talk about in davening, these are things, principles that we'll have in this world and enjoy in the world to come. Torah, Chassad, Mitzvahs are some of them to be involved in. Leaving the world with a good name is that ultimate achievement. Shnei Luchot Abrit points out his crown, that of the good name, surpasses all the others in value. It is an essential ingredient in making all the other crowns truly meaningful. That's why it's on top. Someone could be a king, but he doesn't have a good name. He's not going to get far. He's not going to get much done. No one's going to respect him. Someone could be the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, but he doesn't have a good name. Doesn't have a good aspect. Not going to be effective. Someone can have be considered a, a someone who's involved in learning. He thinks of himself as a sage, as a Talmud Chacham. But if he doesn't have a good name, he doesn't have the aspects of the goodness to his personality, to his nature. It's not going to get far. The good name surpasses all the others. It's essential to make the other crowns and all aspects of your life truly meaningful. The Tosos Yantav points out in Perkei Elvis, in having a good name, a person clearly actualizes his essence and becomes what he truly is. Anyone who does not have a good name is as though he hasn't existed. He needs to make sure to have the good name part of his essence. When his name is not good, then it doesn't have that required essence. The Iker Tosos points out, it means to say when he has a good name, he becomes actualized and he is something. As anything that does, anything that does not have a good name, it's as if it's not in existence. And one of the ways to get a good name, the Sefer Amidos points out, is to break the vice of anger. The Rambam points out two things have to be completely avoided and generally tells us to take the middle path. You know, not to eat too much, not to eat too little, to satiate ourselves till we're like three quarters full or whatever. In most paths, you know, don't be too generous, don't be not generous, take the middle. But in two areas, he says, go the extreme opposite. Banish it from your hearts, banish it from your life. And that's anger and arrogance. Those two things have to be banished completely. Someone who's angry and someone who's arrogant, it's as, it's as if they're serving themselves. God forbid, it's as if they're serving Avodah Zarah because there's no room for Hashem in such a person. Get rid of the anger. You could be on your way already to meriting a good name. The Legends of the Jews points out Asher, the name, signal, signified good fortune, talking about the good fortune of Israel. The highest of all is the crown of a good name, which a man earns through good deeds, for it is crucial. The crucial test is not the study of Torah, 
but the life conforming to Torah. That's why the Pekayavos explains to us, someone who comes to learn, to study, and to teach, is given the ability to study, to teach, to practice, and to give to others. Someone who comes to learn is only going to give the, be given the ability to learn. Torah is not just for the study halls. Torah is not just for the theoretical, for the metaphysical, and for the, for the, the debate amongst people. It's to actually live it, to actually conform to it, to actually practice it. So many sages throughout history in the Talmud and Mepharshim, the Rishonim, the Achronim, the people who talk about the Talmud and the Torah, they had jobs. They lived lives where Torah was tested every day. The Rambam was a doctor. So many of the sages in the Talmud, Yochanan Sandler, he was a sandal shoemaker. There were different people who actually had things because you have to live life, live Torah. How could you possibly have, have told Hashem after 120 years... I conducted business, honestly, if you never were involved in business, you never left the study hall. How are you supposed to have Torah and Derech Eretz if you never were involved in Derech Eretz, if you never were involved in the way of the world and dealing with people? How could you ever say that I actually was a really good, upright, honest person? I went out into the world, I made a Kiddush Hashem. If you never leave the hall, you never leave your home, you can never have the influence on others. How could you acquire a good name if you never leave your house, you never try to influence and help others? You have to have a life conforming to Torah being involved in Torah, practicing and preaching Torah in your daily life. And that brings us to another point to carry over. A crucial element of existence is to make and have a good name. Sanctifying Hashem's name, being Mekad Hashem Shemaim, through living a life for others, through doing mitzvot and chesed, and living a life of Torah. The flame of faith talks to us about the idea of the name of the Baal Shem Tov, a very famous Hasidic master. His name literally meant the master of a good name. He had a good name for he always judged the deeds of others favorably. Excuse me, and that Pirkei tells us to do that. If you're going to judge someone which you should never do to begin with, we talk about it in all the shows, but if you're going to do any type of judging, the only judging you should do is Dan Lekav Sechus. So you see someone, you see a situation that could be judged either way. Judge it for the good. Judge it for the favorably. Otherwise, don't judge at all. You don't know what's going on in someone's life. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. There's no judge in the world except for Hashem. And no one should be judging anything. And don't, Perkelvis points out elsewhere, understand the ability of timing placement. You don't know what someone else is going through until you've been there in their shoes. You can't judge anyone. The alcoholic, the kleptomaniac, or someone with a mental health disorder of anxiety, depression. Don't judge the person. You don't understand what they're dealing with. You don't see what they're dealing with. How could you judge them if you've never been through it yourself? You never could imagine what they're going through. And that's why you shouldn't judge to begin with. But if you're going to judge, the only type of judging is to judge other favorably. And that's how the Baal Shem Tov got his name. According to the source of Flames of Faith, he had a good name because he judged the deeds of others favorably. We could do that. We could acquire a good name for ourselves. All we have to do is take a step back before jumping to conclusions, before judging a book by its cover. Stop. Pause. Understand you don't have all the facts. You don't know everything going on. You must stop yourself before you jump off the cliff and you head into Lushan Hara town, Lushan and Motsi Shamrat town, Rechilis town, Avak Lushan Hara, all very bad things. Stop before you get there. You know, I don't care why he's this, that, or that. There's a hundred different reasons. But just because you see one thing doesn't mean you know the whole picture. 
Just because you see a person walking around, they happen to be overweight. That doesn't mean you call them an overweight person. Doesn't mean you call them fat or you call them any derogatory term or anything. Don't label people. That's 1% of their whole life. Labeling a person by definition destroys the person because you're making people look at that person in that one way when that's only 1% of their whole life. A person can have a bad habit, a bad addiction, a bad affliction. That's one aspect of their own life. And we talk about this a lot on all the shows. If we could figure out how to judge favorably, look favorably, not label people, understand timing and placement when people are in different situations, don't try to confront them if they're in a place of anger or someone just lost someone or someone is involved in something very stressful. Don't try to jump in. Understand timing and placement. Understand when someone's going through something. Understand the idea of timing in general for everyone you deal with. That could be a great way to work on getting a good name for yourself. Baal Shem Tov had the master of a good name. He started the Hasidic movement in order to inoculate Jewry against the ravages of secularism. He also had the fame of doing great things and being involved in miracles somehow. They approached him, they requested he blessed people with children. The flames of faith point out these different things about him. Because the antiquities of the Jews point out to us, to gain a good reputation, you take care to do what is proper in life, to do proper what's involved in different aspects of your life. David was involved with this, and Avram was involved with this. All the great leaders, they knew how to be involved in life in a Torah way. David had so many things thrown at him in his life, and he composed the beautiful Tehillim even while dealing with many stressful situations. When he was cursed by Shimei ben Gera, he could have easily lashed out at him and, and sentenced him to death for being mori Bamalchus, which is a death penalty imposed action, but he didn't do that. He knew he was coming from Hashem and he accepted it. He understood how to deal with things in life. The antiquity of the Jews also point out when you obtain a reputation among people, you could be understood that you were a great man, even if you were an old man, and be buried in a magnificent manner at the end of your life. Someone who has a great reputation among the people, being involved in the right things and justice, also can acquire that good name. To have an excellent character while you're alive, to leave behind you afterwards a glorious reputation and memorial so people understand what you did for your nation, what you did for your family, what you did for those around you. The Talmud in Brachos points out it's hard to get the, the good reputation. Not everyone can get it, but you have to work at it to try to assume it for yourself. Yuma points out, the Gemara Yuma, if a person's friends are embarrassed by his reputation, that means they're embarrassed through things they hear about him. This is a Chilol Hashem. If people are embarrassed for you, then you're embarrassed for yourself. You're not having the right name. You're not having the right things working on in this world. You're being involved in the wrong things. Megillah points out, Gemara Megillah, one whose reputation is commendable, it's permitted to publicly praise him. One who praises him, blessings will rest upon his head. And that brings us to another point to carry over. Make sure your actual name is synonymous with a good name and a good reputation. Even the Gemara points out someone who has a bad reputation they could give Malchus to because it's us to do things that give you a bad reputation. Gemara Sanhedrin points out, what does it mean, Anshe shame? They talk about men of renown is referring to those who had a reputation, excuse me, throughout the whole world. Abu Surbanu Nasim points out a man shouldn't spread about himself a reputation in the kingdom because people will, will put the, the, their eyes upon him and try to want to hurt him. Make sure, even if a person works on a reputation, keep it private, keep it modest. Just as no one wants to have a bad reputation, no one, one should not want anyone to tarnish his friend's reputation. You should guard your friend as much as you would yourself. Love your friend like yourself. Mean, treat your friend better than you would treat yourself. Treat your friend's reputation better than you would your own. The Abu 
Nelson points out. Mifchar Penina points out, care for the reputation on the soul and on others. Invest it with the proper, perfect faith. Chavos Havavos also points out, when you're involved in different things, when you're involved in working in the world, make sure to have the proper right occupation where it's easy on your body, allows you to get the good reputation and doesn't destroy you in the process, lets you fulfill Torah in the right way. Rambam points out in Mishnah Torah, Rabbi Hanan had been trod in a reputation for competence and honesty. He dealt with the collection and distribution of charity funds, a wonderful endeavor to be involved with. And the Sefer Amidus points out, if you love the tzaddik, you must guard the tzaddik so it doesn't go out against him, a bad reputation. And, and the Torah Aruch also points out, Rashi writes the genealogy of all people involved leading up to the idea of Timna in, in the partials of these current times that we're in in this part of the year, just to show that this person wanted to cling to the family of Avram because it had such a good name, had such a good reputation. That should be what our family should be like on some small level. Then another point to carry over being, make sure to care for our and others' reputation that it stays crystal clear and pure in all ways. The Kedas Yitzchak points out that Davra was involved in fighting Goliath not for his own reputation, but to restore glory to the name of Hashem. He became an Ishchayel, a man of valor. Even the Svorna points out that someone in Yaakov's family was so known. Yaakov's family was a small family. By the time they came to Mitzrayim, there were only 70 people. But that daughter... They, they, they wanted Dina from Yaakov's family because they knew about her reputation. They knew about the family. And the Orachim points out that Hashem is protective of the good reputation of the Jewish people if we're doing things in the right way. And Orachim points out if someone does something to someone's reputation that, that it could be sullied, the best way to repair it is in the same way as the circumstances that destroyed it. That's the way to do tshuva, to go in the same situation and reverse it. Make sure to understand to have a good reputation that Hashem will bless us and make our reputation great, Kedusha Slavi points out. That Sadik is the means through which Hashem's reputation and holiness come known throughout the whole world. And the Ayakov points out, but if you have the wrong character traits, the wrong things involved in you, like haughtiness, you will reign in reputation. Gray Matter points out a person should speak kindly and gently with everyone, like Perkeva showed us earlier, and should establish a positive reputation for himself. And Panina Elacha points out you should have a good reputation, keep that reputation, and not be known as a sinner on any level, even as a young person. And in Mishnah Shkallim, they point out the explanation, a person should guard his public reputation, even in his heart, he knows that he is not sinning, he knows he's God's all-seeing, and he's not sinning. A person should realize that honesty is important for the moral character of himself and functioning society. The point being to carry over, even little things can get for us a good name and a good reputation, such as speaking kindly with proper manners and pleasant interactions. Contemporary Halachic Problems points out it's forbidden a person to utter a statement that would impugn his own reputation. Don't harm yourself. And I would say don't do something or say something that will harm or ruin someone else's reputation as well. Even a spouse, especially a spouse or a family member or a friend. The Redeeming Relevance Relevance points out a man of Hashem, even if completely virtuous, is not concerned about his reputation, will ultimately not be concerned with Hashem's, God forbid. And Yoshua points out that, that... in, in Yoshua, Yoshua, his fame spread throughout the land by being someone upright and following in the Torah that Moshe laid out through Hashem's word. Mishle points out the name of the righteous is invoked in Bracha, but the fame of the wicked rots. Deborah Yelman points out how David's fame went out to all the lands because David was involved in all those things. Malachim Aleph points out 
His son Shlomo's fame sped on in all the nations. Even the king, queen of Sheba and Malachim, when she heard of Shlomo's fame, she came, she wanted to test him, she wanted to talk to this great person, and she was all the way in a different land. Sefer Yasha points out, do everything for the sake of Hashem in order not to attain the fame, but do things that'll, that'll acquire for yourself a good name through Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed in the right ways for the right reasons. Mordechai himself also in Esther talks about how his fame spread throughout the lands, but even he didn't have everyone's approval. He had most people's approval because we have to understand, do things in the right ways, even if people won't always agree with you or see to your eyes. If you know you're doing things for Hashem, that doesn't matter what everyone else says. Doc points out that Avram had fame. It would be so great to spill out to those around him. Rabbi Bachel also points out a scholar can be jealous of another. A warrior of another warrior who has achieved greater fame if it's for the righteous jealousy, for the righteous reasons, like to acquire more Torah. The point to carry over being, let someone else's fame or good name inspire you to do more for yourself, for your family, your community, and the world. Orachim points out there are ways to do things for the wrong reason, to find a reason to criticize God's Torah, God forbid, or to gain personal fame due to Torah's knowledge. We're not supposed to do that. You can acquire the good knowledge, the good name, but do it in the right ways. Think about the idea that all the rabbis in the Talmud, some of them were so famous, the Jewish spiritual heroes points out to us that they sent them to study at different academies. Mar Ukva's fame spread so far to Israel, the scholars who came to him and wrote to him to address him, and that Abayah's fame was so far that even the non-Jews, who usually were not good with the Jews, were admirers of him. Slichos points out that we want us to have the proper fame, the proper power to be listening to Hashem, to be involved in Hashem, in His Torah, and the good things to contribute to the world, to contribute to good things in the world, to acquire a good name for ourselves. You think about Rabbi Akiva, the Mishnah Sota points out, he had such achievements that contributed to his fame. He was tied to the Torah, brought the oral Torah to the written Torah in such beautiful ways. And we think back to Esther, the legends of the Jews point out, her name was Hadassah, Myrtle, because her good, needs, her good deeds spread her fame throughout the world, like the fragrance of the Myrtle pervades the air. And the Perkavis explains, Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Yehuda Nassim, who adapted and was and was the editor of the Mishnah and Ravina Ravash were the editors of the Talmud Bavar of Yochanan was the editor of the Talmud they were people that were involved in such wonderful endeavors they had that good name that fame for bringing the Torah Pad, writing it down so we wouldn't lose it and the Divriyama points out how there was renown for David and for other people involved in the wars of Hashem and the Torah and the mitzvahs of Hashem Sanhedrin and Medrash Tanchuma point out Anshe Shem when it was talking about men of renown in the Torah, referring to those who had a reputation throughout the world. They had a name for themselves throughout the world. Sefer Aminos points out through this a person can know if he wants to serve Hashem, make sure he has no interest in his own renown, but being involved in the right things. Hillel also had great modesty, the Jewish spiritual heroes talks about. There were great stories about him. He had unusual patience, even on Arab Shabbos. He had wide renown, many interesting stories about him. People couldn't get him angry. The point being to carry over, let your fame spread to others to inspire the rest of the world, especially non-Jews, and make a grand Kiddush Hashem. The last point also, in Malachim Al, they came to King David and they talked about how his child should have even more fame than him, to have a good name even more than him, and that's a bracha, a blessing that we should have for ourselves. This is the last point to carry over. We should want others to have great fame for good, to be Mekadesh Hashem, especially our own children. 
And now we're just going to wrap it home, bring it home, wrap it up with the points to carry over. Thank you for staying with us. A good name is something that could be worked on and achieved through one's life through doing good. A good name can be worked on and achieved through doing good deeds and mitzvahs. Anyone can attain a good name. It can last forever, even throughout generations without diminishing over time. A good name may take a lot of work and time, but it's something that may be one of the best endeavors to take upon day by day. A crucial element of existence to, is to make and have a good name, sanctifying Hashem's name through living a life for others through doing mitzvahs. Make sure your actual name is synonymous with a good name and good reputation. Make sure to care for our and others' reputation that it stays crystal clear and pure in all ways. Even little things can get for us a good name and reputation, such as speaking kindly, with proper manners and pleasant interactions. Let someone else's fame or good name inspire you to do more for yourself, for your family, for your community and the world. Let your fame spread to others to inspire the rest of the world, especially non-Jews, and make a grand kiddush Hashem, and we should want others to have great fame for good, to be mikadosh Hashem, Hashem, especially our own children. Thank you so much for joining us and staying with us. God willing, we'll be back in two weeks. To talk again on the lecture series with Rep Team, where we talk a topic per session with practical lessons. And I'm your host, Reb T.